So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast where we teach you how to grow your photography business if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog posts check out sixfigurephotography.com now here's your host ben hartley Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I am your host, Ben Hartley, holding down the fort here in Columbus, Ohio. For starters, thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up, for putting in the work to better your business, and just for giving um, for giving us your attention. Like, it really do mean it. It means the world. You guys, the entire purpose of the Six Figure Photography Podcast is to help you out, to help you grow your business, to better your life, to better serve your your community, your clients, yourself, your family, your wife, your kids. Like that's what we're about. Uh, briefly talking to Alex, who's on the show today, um, kind of in the pre-roll here. I already know he's about all that too. You guys, I want to tell you about Alex Stroll. Um, this has been so fun, you guys. Through hard work, intentionality, testing, and learning, Alex, he came from Madrid. You guys, he grew up in Madrid, got kicked out of high school, and came to the States with nothing, right? Uh, and so now... He and his wife, Andrea, um, they truly believe that you get to design the life that you want, that nothing holds you back but you. You get to choose the life that you want. Uh, he now uh, photographs all over the world, has clients like Microsoft, Apple, a little bit of juxtaposition there, Land Rover, Canon USA. You guys, he's a self-proclaimed food connoisseur. I don't know if he's actually a connoisseur, but he just really likes food. Um, <laughs> let's hear from Alex himself, you guys. Welcome, Alex Stroll. What's going on, man? Hey Ben, thank you so much. You're a legend. Beautiful introduction. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a little, I'm, legend. I'm a little bit red. Oh goodness, me too, me too. So let, let's start with the important thing here: a food connoisseur or just a human who loves to eat? Oof, I'd say that they go hand in hand. You know, if you like food, you love to eat. <laughs> but yeah. I'm, I think it's, you know, I love seeing seasons passing. You know, like. Every Christmas, I'm like, oh, that was a whole year. And for me, every day, lunch and dinner, it's like the rhythm to my day. I know it's that's how I count the hours. That's how I know, oh, you know, it's dinner time almost. I haven't done this. Yeah. So, and it's so important to me. Every lunch, it's something I don't want to waste. So I'll try to always try new spots, cook new things. So it just keeps me going. I love it, man. I love it. So, dude, you were, you were catching me up in the beginning on just kind of where you've come from, um, where you've been. And also where you're going. I think we're going to kind of touch on this. I mean, you're an adventure photographer. Uh, I love you've got the adventure photography workshop. We'll touch on that as well. But like, I 
I love your whole story because it is a story of adventure and it's a story of, of creating, um, creating a life that you want. And so I guess with context, we really need to understand the context. I already mentioned you grew up in Madrid. Can you tell us a little bit about um, where you grew up, um, how you got to the States and what that whole time looks like? I mean, were you a photographer back then? Yes. Yeah, so I was born in Madrid. My parents are French. They met in Spain. So there, there was already this international kind of vibe with them. Like they were both foreigners. I grew up in, you know, just being a foreigner. Uh, people in Spain would call me the Frenchman. And then when I moved to France later on, they called me the Spaniard. So I was like, man, I never belong anywhere. <laughs> so no. no, 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 but I, it wasn't a bad thing. I was like, cool. You know, I'm a citizen of the world, I guess. So when I was 11, I boarded a flight to LA by myself um, with, you know, they, they have a, somebody that comes with you and takes you on the flight, uh, like a, you know, like flight attendant for, for kids. I remember it was so cool. I had a little, little collar with my name on it and I go everywhere. So I took this flight to LA and spent the whole summer in LA at my aunt's house um, who moved there, you know, years ago. And I was working at this music studio at 11, just packaging CD, <laughs> packaging CDs. I remember uh, just, I was like, Hey, I want to get an internship. Can you help me out? So at 11, I was just doing these things and I ended up embracing the uh, California community. I kind of came up with blue hair, blue spiky hair and a skateboard and baggy jeans after the whole summer. So I kind of became American at that time, I remember. And no, and since then, I've always dreamed of moving back to the States, you know, just going back. So, you know, flash forward to whew, four years or three years ago. Yeah, I moved to LA with Andrea and it didn't last long. LA was not for us. <laughs> so we ended up actually booking it and moving to Montana, to the woods, uh, and that's something we can talk about later. But the the thing is that I, I ended up making this dream happen. And when I got to it, you know, I'm in LA now. This is what I've been wanting since I'm 11. And I was like, well, this sucks. So, you know, let's get on. Let's move on to new dreams. And this, I don't know, achieving this really opens your eyes to you can have all the dreams you want pretty much. And you can work to get to them. So this is my big thing is like how you can design your own life, you know, how you can not conform to the rules and the norms and try to do new things. Yeah, man. When did you meet your wife? We met in Quebec, actually. So I was in a design, <laughs> I feel like we're going fast over this, but I was in design school uh, in France. I went to this design school. I was super expensive. And, you know, at the end of the first year, my parents were like, this is too expensive. <laughs> you got to figure something yeah. out. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll go somewhere else. So I was like, can I go to New York <laughs> to study? They're like, no, nope. <laughs> it's too expensive. So I was like, all right, can I go to somewhere else? They're like, yeah, my dad had read this article that you could study in Quebec uh, for cheap because Quebec speaks French and they welcome French citizens because you help keep the language French, you know, because they're kind of, you know, they're the whole country in Canada is English. There's only Quebec. So I ended up going there and it was cheap. And that's where I met Andrea on the second year of university. She, she came fresh fresh off the boat. And, um, since then it's been eight years now. Wow. Yeah, oh, man. Uh, married for eight years or known her for eight years? Known her for eight years, married for four years. Nice. That's yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah. yeah. Dude, so good. Wife and I are going on a year anniversary. was curious if we were going to share in that celebration together, you and I. Ooh, um, <laughs> Congratulations. So hey, thank you, man. Thank you. So then at what point, I mean, did you decide to, uh, you talk a lot about, like, you've been saying this, like to design the life that you want. At what point did you decide that um, photography was the life that you wanted? Um, it's, it's interesting. 
I think it was at the beginning of college in Canada. When I moved to Canada, um, I was you know studying graphic design, but we had access to um, to a lab with film cameras, medium format, DSLRs, lights, anything, anything we wanted, we could borrow for free, as long as we're yeah. using it for a college project, right? <laughs> well, um, I ended up just. I feel like I, I sensed air quotes <laughs> even as you said that there like, was an air quote. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, there was. So I would rent this equipment and I would go around town, you know, get into every shop I thought was cool in Quebec, downtown. It's going to, you know, old furniture stores or modern mid-century stores, just anything to do with design. And I would just get in and like, hey, you know, I can shoot some photos for you and I can build you a website. It's just like with this wholesale pitch, just door to door pretty much, just because I knew how to make websites from studying graphic design, but I wanted to take more photos. So I was like, Building a website is not enough for me. I got to do something else. So I'm going to make photos for these guys. So I got a couple of people to pay me 800 bucks a month <laughs> to come in and shoot photos for them uh, for the new, That's you know, good gig. Right. Well, you got a couple, and you're in, you know, in college, so you're living in yeah. a very cheap apartment, and you know, yeah. eating, eating, you know, bad food. <laughs> so. That's how it started. I was like, oh, man, so I guess I can kind of make a living out of this. I mean, it, you know, it wasn't much money, but I was like this is great because I'm boring all this year from college and they ended up finding out. So they, they kind of shut down my gig really quick, but <laughs> that's where I realized that I was like, man, graphic. And it's funny, you know, when I was building the websites for the clients, I realized that there was such a pain in the ass with the websites. They were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, like, you know, my nephew knows about this. Can you, you know, can you, he says you should do this. And you know, there was a lot of inputs from them, but when I was taking photos, nobody was kind of behind my shoulder. I could just do whatever I wanted and they were happy. So I was like, there's so much freedom in photography. I'm going to look into this, you know? So then where did you go from there? Because I feel like, um, a, a lot of listeners right now, I look, Let's just let's just call it what it is, Alex. You you do something that so many photographers dream and wish and hope that they could do. And I'll just paint the picture. Uh, you travel and you photograph work where you want to. Uh, and I'm sure I'm painting. You know, it's always beautiful. Or what is it? What's I know what you mean. <laughs> like, and I'm sure I've got some idealized view of it. And then you're like, yeah, there's, it's actually not that great. But no, but I, I think <laughs> that most drivers they pick up the camera, they have this idea of traveling and doing this great stuff, and then they end up photographing. And not that there's anything wrong about this. I am a wedding photographer myself, and then they just photograph weddings. So like, look, I love my weddings, so I'm all about that life. But uh, or maybe you end up photographing babies or portraits. Um, when when what you really would love to do is travel and make a living. Uh, well, look, it's like adventure photography. I think that's really exciting. So where did you go from college? Uh, doing what you were doing to start moving in that direction? Or were there lots of uh, testing and learning along the way? There was. And let me share this story because I think it's it's what really launched us. And Andrew and I, I say, um, is when I was in college, uh, again, in, in Quebec, I picked up a job at a newspaper at the same time. Part-time, I was editing videos for them. So, you know, when a cat gets stuck in a tree we would go and film and edit that, you know, when a house, you know, <laughs> somebody would break a window, you know, it's just like the, the, the small daily news stuff. Nothing wrong with that. It was fun. Every day was different. We start late, you know, start, there was no schedule, which I loved because we were living with the news. Right. So sometimes we'd start super early. Sometimes we'd finish late. And I loved that because I didn't feel like I was a nine to five, which is, you know, something a lot of people enjoy. I just couldn't do it. So sure. at, the, at the same time I was doing that, I got an email uh, from some agency in New York. Um, at that time, I had a little website and I would put photos on 500px 
you know, you remember, I mean, it's still here, you know, kind of like a flicker. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I would put oh, yeah. photos oh, up yeah. there and, um, I've always been super thorough with my keywords. So I just put the ton of keywords and I don't know if we can swear, but I put a lot of keywords on my, <laughs> on my Fire and PX, uh, just well, because so I, go ahead and edit that one out. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead, Alex. Go Sorry. Ahead. <laughs> so, no, I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing. I hope she does go back and put a bleep over it. We'll see what she does. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Keep going, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I put a ton of keywords on my photos. And I was like, you know, as I was writing them, I was like, oh, this sucks. And why am I putting all so many keywords on these photos? Because it's dreadful. Nobody likes it. But they ended up seeing one of my photos that I shot of Andrea. Just a photo I shot for fun in the summer of her falling backwards in a swimming pool. uh, In my dad's swimming pool, actually. And I shot it from a ladder. Because back then, we didn't have drones. So I just shot it from a ladder. So it's only, I'm looking down. and There's only water and hers falling kind of in the water. There's a splash. So it's all blue and then just this body falling. So it looks cool. Um, So anyways, these guys from the agency were working for Microsoft and we would like to license this photo for ad campaign. And I'm in college. I was like, what? (laughs) This is a scam. They want to steal my money. So (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't believe it, but there was a phone number in the signature. So I'm like, I guess I'll just call him. I've always loved, by the way, I I think it's so powerful to pick up the phone all the time uh, instead of emailing. So I've always loved that door to door, pick up the phone. I'll just call. So I called this lady and she's like, yeah, they want your photo for 24 months for this worldwide ad campaign. She was dropping a bunch of words I never heard of, you know, of licensing things. And she was like a senior art producer. Um, so anyways, I was like, yeah, sure. You can have my photo. And she's like, all right, how much is it? I'm like, uh, <laughs> well, let me get back to you. So I, at least I had the smarts to do that. You know, I didn't quit to some random Good job, number. good job. Yeah, then I you emailed her. No, whenever you don't know the question, say, yeah. I'm going to have to connect with my wife about that. You know, I'm going to have to connect with the team about that. Just whatever, connect with yes. your pillow, anything. <laughs> yes. I was like, let me get back to you. So I emailed her and I'm like, how much do you usually pay? You know? And she's like, oh yeah, we usually pay $20,000. I'm like, oh, what? You know, so I'm like, yeah. kind of like laughing, looking at Angela, well, you see this? So, you know, I'm like 21. And so- she, uh, I'm like, great, that'll do, perfect. So then we go on, you know, super happy, thinking about what we we're going to do with it. And then the next day, I get another email, and they're like, so they want the photo exclusive. I'm like, okay. So she's like, what's the quote? Um, I think we should double it. That's what she told me in the email verbatim. I'm like, um, yeah. Of course, yeah, that's what I usually do, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's what I usually do. Yeah, I, I, like the whole thing, I was like laughing inside. I was like, yep, sure. <laughs> so anyways, this whole thing was surreal and I didn't believe it. I sent them the file, which was a 5D Mark One file, which was a bit concerned because they wanted to do billboards with it. But yeah. I sent them the file and they're like, cool, thank you. You know, we'll send you a check. So the whole time I'm like, nah, this is not real. You know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. And then, you know, I get a check and I deposit it. It works. I'm like, all right. So I guess we got 40 grand now. And we're almost finished with college. What should we do? So, <laughs> and you know, not that I'm going to go on a vacation. That's not really my style. I've been, I've been brought into the family's finances very early. I remember my mom telling me, you know, we can't buy this because we need this much money to finish the month. And, you know, I didn't really grow up rich. So I would always be, I don't know if it was a good thing or a bad thing, but I was always really involved in the finances. Just informed like, hey, if we buy this, then I can't pay this. You know, like, all right. So they kind of made me responsible very early. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, well, great. We got this 40 grand. We shall invest it and, you know, make something out of it. So the investment we knew best was like, I was like, all right, well, Andrew and I were like, we should just go on a trip. You know, we should just go on a trip for like six months, see what happens a year. Cause we can live for a year on this money traveling, of course, <laughs> cause we're young and you know, we don't need much. So we went on this trip and we ended up shooting a ton of photos and guess what was starting at the same time as Instagram. 
2011, Instagram was uh, October 2011 was starting. So I happened to sign up at the same time and uh, early adapter. Yeah, so, yeah, like the next month, it's you know, I was like user user 10,000 or something. So I ended up signing up for it and took all these photos during my trips and somehow I ended up on some list on Instagram had like suggested user list back then where they would feature users that were doing things differently. And I don't know, just people worth following, I guess. You know that thing when you sign up on Instagram, it suggests people you should follow. I, oh, was yeah. there, I was there for a couple of weeks and I ended up, I don't know, just getting 30,000 followers, which back then, and still now is, was crazy. But back then, you know, when I, when I would get into someone's room, they're like, how did you get so many followers? I was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, I ended up on a list. I have no explanation for you. I guess I was just taking photos and having fun. Um, but anyways, that was that check is what really launched my career. How much of this do you, um, I've got my opinion on this, but I want to hear from you. I bet there's a lot of listeners who are like, well, bullshit, Alex. Hey, Leslie, can you beep that one out too? Like, you know, <laughs> uh, like, well, totally. like, like you, you lucked out. Have you heard, like, are you, you, yes, like course. you were at the right place at the right time. Some You've of my closest friends from high school will tell me that like, bro, you're so lucky. And I'm like, and what do you say? What's your opinion on it? My I opinion, my own, but I'm curious what yours is. Well, that's a very self. good question. I've never discussed this. I love it. So I think that I never discussed this on a podcast. I'd say that um, for me, you know, I'm, I think I'm a pretty humble guy. I'm like, yeah, you know, if you think that way, sure. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I don't, I don't get into arguments about stuff like this. Um, I just know that there is, you know. I don't think it's only luck. <laughs> I think there was always this being at the right place at the right time, like you said it, and just doing dumb things like adding keywords, being thorough, and then shooting photos that you thought were worth, you know, because I woke up early that morning and spent three hours begging Andrea to fall on her back. And, you know, it was quite painful to fall on your back in a pool. <laughs> so there's a whole process where I had to shoot this photo. And, you know, it just came out of a dream. I kind of woke up and I was like, I got to shoot this photo. I see it. So I just went and shot it. So I kind of followed my idea and then delivered, uploaded, and then negotiated smartly this sale. So I don't think, and I've, you know, I don't think that it's only luck. I think there's a good deal of them needing that photo and then that that, that photo matching the launch of the campaign, which was for the Microsoft Surface, if you remember, uh, that tablet they were dropping. Yeah. So they're dropping that tablet. So this photo was perfect because it was you know, Andrew was breaking the surface of the pool. It looked cool. And he ended up on, you know, in Times Square, wrapped around buildings and subway stations in Korea. It was everywhere. So people from all over the world were sending me photos of it. Um, I don't know. I think there's a great deal of, you know, I could have also taken that money and then spent it on a trip, you know, and (laughs) I think, yeah, that's what I think. I think there was being at the right place at the right time. Here's what I heard. I heard you in college going out and taking this, 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 the, the academic stuff and hustling and creating work for businesses, making $800 a month doing that. I heard you shooting. Uh, I heard you tagging images, uploading, being present online. I heard you uh, believing in your own worth when they asked you how much to charge, like, I understand that you, you, you didn't know. And you were like, well, hold on, let me see. But when that 20 K quote came back, you believed that it was worth it. When that 40 K quote came back again, that's true. You believed in your worth it. You actually asked for it. 
Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and even taking that money and going on the trip, you didn't just go on a trip. You brought your camera with you and you produced more work because those 30K uh, followers on Instagram didn't fall in your lap. You produced amazing content while you were traveling. Yeah, it wasn't um, overnight. So timing was partially there. Sure. Um, but I'm just wanting to hone in on some of these small things because I think it's easy to dismiss the, sure. the timing. But I think I think it's even easier for people to dismiss it. You guys, can I just like I'm going to go on a little mini right here. Like the era that we are in right now is completely insane. Like what Alex pulled off. What was this? 2012, yeah, 11, 12, 12, yeah. You guys, we're we're not out of it. Like <laughs> we're not out of the, like, this golden thing that you just heard that Alex. Uh, encountered in 2012 is still the like the 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 market is still like that like it was instagram in 2012 like keep like it's going to be something else in 2018 2019 um the the ability to like connect with industries with with a company like uh microsoft or canon or the bride you know whatever it may be that you know a portrait client who's willing to to pay worth if you're willing to ask for it like man it's just i get that it's hard but it's also so damn easy at least i'll say this it's easier than it has ever been before it doesn't mean it's not going to take work but it's like it's so much easier than what your parents had like it i just is um, and 100%. so Alex, I, I truly believe that you, you did earn this. Like, uh, I know there were some things that lined up, but who hasn't had things that lined up for him? Um, I remember so reading I, this. There's always like, I, I read this thing. There's always like three or four breakthroughs in life that are unique to you that you get. <laughs> it's like, I don't know where they got this number, but I believe in that. You know, there's always like three or four moments where you're close, very close to something that can change your life. And you just got to be seeing it. You just got to keep your eyes open for it. And sometimes yeah. you can create How do you it yourself. It? How do you see it? Um, yeah. I think for me, it's always about connecting people each, to each other. Sometimes I'm like, I'm in a context where I'm like, this person plus this person plus this idea equals boom, you know. And it it's it's very, you know, it's a moment where you've met some people recently, and then it's all kind of connected, and then there's a seasonal time to it. If you don't do this in a month, it's gone. You know, like the moment's gone. So I believe in that a lot. Sometimes, you know, when I meet different people from different walks of life, because photography for me is a way to, it's it's kind of a reason to meet different people from everywhere in the world, from different walks of life. You know, I go take their photos. So sometimes I'm like thinking, I'm like, oh, this guy and this guy, if we get them together and, you know, they could do this. And sometimes I just connect two people to each other and just move on. But I just feel like there is... There's something powerful about keeping your eyes open and staying super hungry all the time. I'm always hungry for ideas and to do things. You know, I'm never going to sit back. Uh, I mean, that's also an issue, <laughs> by the way. But um, I rarely sit back and I'm like, all oh, right, I run this. I'm going on a vacation. You know, that doesn't really happen. You guys, I got to interrupt for a hot second and give a awesome thank you shout out to one of the big supporters of the SFP podcast. I want to thank FreshBooks. You guys, I, I get the chance to talk to hundreds, if not thousands of photographers on the weekly. And one of the consistent things that I hear time and time again in regards to challenges in the business, points of pain within running your own business as a freelance photographer 
is accounting. It's, it just comes up every single time. What do I do with accounting? How do I manage this? Where do I outsource? Do I outsource? Like I'm supposed to be a creative. I don't do well with numbers. I don't track numbers well. Even getting paid, like how do I make sure uh, that I'm processing payments properly, tracking all that data properly? And one of the best pieces of advice that I have for you if you're running your business is make sure that you have a system in place uh, to help you uh, with your invoicing, a system in place to help you uh, track your your payments, a system in place uh, to help you track all of your accounting. And so with that being said, you guys, please do yourself the biggest favor that you can and go check out FreshBooks. And this is now a super no-brainer because there's a 30-day free trial that I'll tell you guys about here in just a minute. But FreshBooks has been completely redesigned, uh, just com- like completely from the ground up. It's an all cloud-based accounting software that's going to allow you to create professional invoices in like 30 seconds, set up online payments within just a couple of clicks that will allow you to get paid up to four times faster. And a really cool feature is you can actually view, track when your client has seen those invoices. And it really puts an end to that guessing game of when is the money going to show up for you guys. And so here's the deal. Like I said, FreshBooks please go check it out. They are offering you guys a 30-day unrestricted free trial. It's the full package for 30 days to claim it. It's just for you guys, by the way. To claim it, you need to go to freshbooks.com backslash photography, and then you need to enter six figure photography. That's S-I-X, six figure photography in the how did you hear about a section and they're going to hook you guys up. Please do yourself a favor and look into this. All right, let's jump back in. Um, looking for opportunities to change. I love that like it's about stepping out and taking risks and continually putting yourself out there. Um, but man, I love that answer you just gave of connecting people. I think so. You know, it's always that. This- Alex and I were talking before the podcast started. We were just brainstorming a little bit or we're just riffing off of you know um, what we've each been doing, marketing-wise. And we were just like, at the end of the day, like it's about who you, who you, who you surround yourself with, who, yes. who your buddies are, who you know, who, who you get to help. Um, and who just maybe might come back and help you in the end. Um, but like, it's all about connecting people without expecting anything in return. I mean, essentially you could just boil us on to giving value, but giving value through relationships and people. Um, dude, Alex, I mean, that's like, let's title this episode, like connecting people or something. I don't know. Oh, like, I think it's huge. And what have been some of the big connections? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What do you yeah, say? Well, this is a big part of actually we're, you know, mentioning the workshop, uh, the, the third module of the workshop um, I get into building and fostering relationships with clients and it's always about staying on, in touch with clients. Um, you know, I have an agency and I have an agent, but most of the time I'm just talking to my clients directly. Um, yeah. just because it's so powerful when I say something that's cool, you know, I'm like something super niche. I'll see on Tumblr, somebody talking about a camera grip or something, whatever. I'll just go and take that link and send it to my guys at Canon. I'm like, guys, this is super interesting. You think it's worth reading because, Hey, they're seeing value in switching from Sony to Canon because the grips, you know, like it's just nothing we never market. So I'm always trying to give people, these people value and then connecting two brands together. Sometimes like, Hey, you know, brand X and brand Z, let's do this together. Let's do this project, this giveaway, whatever. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's a big part in the workshop on the module three is exactly what we're talking about. Um, I think so, one of the things that people have a challenge with photographers, creatives is, is I guess maybe balancing these relationships, keeping track of things, keeping people front of mind where you're, you have those connection points, even just for myself personally, like I, I'm a huge believer in touch points. I'm a huge believer of picking up the phone and connecting with people, but also 
I just like I'm spacey. Like, man, the amount of times I like I'm like, shoot, I'm late for Alex's podcast, which I, I don't think I was today, but what you get it, like somebody else, you know, like um how is there any is there any um uh things that you've learned along the way that help you in terms of helping to keep your clients front of mind, your relationships front of mind, things that you do, small tips. I mean, what oh, you yeah. got, man? Yeah. Well, and it's still a work in progress. I believe I'm learning all the time and everybody's my teacher kind of, you know, I get to learn something from everybody and we can all do yeah. that. But I'll say that at this stage, I use high rise, high rise HQ. It's an app that can like a Slack to keep track of uh, my contacts. Uh, so I just have work. I mean, I'd say work, you know, life work contacts up there. Um, people I know from the media industry and publications and and new clients. Anytime I meet somebody who's gonna be able, who I can connect somebody else, I'll add them on high rise, and then I can just look, go look at my clients and circle, circle back. You know, every month I circle back through my client list, and I'm like, oh, you know, what's going on with this guy? Let's me reach out. Last time we talked, he was building a house. Whatever, you know, just like things like that. I stay on top of it. And I would love an app that would ping you. Oh, like that would just send you like a like a notification to like every device in your in your arsenal your your iPad your laptop your you know everything your phone and just tell you like you know connect with whoever just each day it's a new person each day it's a new person just like shoot so and so a text oh, call your mom yes yes <laughs> like, so whatever it I love that idea Go I ahead. did what, that for dude, a while that, does that exist well I just set up a calendar reminder every day at nine a.m. I I just have a this is a different one is just to reach out to somebody on my iMessage you know or an, an old friend anybody it just say it just says reach out nine a.m. and I'm like oh yeah so I just scroll back ten times on my iMessage you know my messages on my phone and like yeah. there it is you know. I haven't checked out with this guy for a while. How, how, how goes it? Just like that. Um, and just because I just like keep track on people, you know, I just know what's going on. I just want to know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely one of my uh, biggest, greatest weaknesses that I need to get better. I love it. Hey, admin high rise, man. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. Shoot, shoot me a text in a month. Be okay. Like, sweet. How you doing, man? How's your well, high rise? <laughs> <laughs> and also I use a uh, little sheets of paper. Um, yeah. Like, you know, like a little notepad. Yeah. yeah, just notepads. I travel with my notepads everywhere. Uh, not just notebooks because they get too, too, just too big and too, too full of things. I just have like little sheets on a notepad. I just write down stuff for the day. And then when I'm done, I just cross it, toss that little paper down when I'm done. Um, but that really helps me with keeping track of things. It's the most – I still need paper. I guess I'm old. But, um, you know, I could do it on my phone. But I just love having the paper and crossing one item off, you know. And – I'm not big on lists, but every day I'll try to have something that I'm doing. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I love this. I, I want to switch gears here for, for a second. I want to go back. You know, I'm always trying to listen to, to um, you know, what you have to say, what somebody has to say, and, and try to poke holes in where maybe the, maybe the audience would be like, well, what about this? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I kind of want to go back because I've got this deep suspicion that there's a lot of listeners out there who, when you got to that point where Microsoft said 20K, or 40k mm-hmm. um that they may have like had the sense of in their gut of like i don't i don't think i would have asked for that or yeah. could have asked for that or yeah. could have seen this like where i just couldn't even believe it almost like an inf- it's unfathomable it's, for a single photograph of course um for many people and so i guess let, i want to talk about that a little bit you know um why do you think um self-value you know, we can put this in a couple of different categories i think it all comes back to self-value but value and work is is one of the number one things that photographers struggle with unless you believe it isn't you know weigh in on that well 
It's a big thing. Um, I, I mean, as we were talking earlier, having confidence and developing confidence, I think it's developing confidence in your own work. It's something that is always a struggle as any creator, you know, if you're designer, filmmaker, or photographer. Um, and it's something that I go through phases. You know, when I finish a shoot, I'm like, well, that was good. You know, this, this is good. And then I go back and look at them two months after. I'm like, yeah, you know, I could have done better. So there's always this, but there's always a healthy relationship with that where it's like, ah, I could have done better and this is good. So I, it, I don't think you should be too hard on yourself because that's going to kind of bog you down. But I rarely, you know, look back too much on the work. I'll just, when I, when I shoot it, I edit it and I deliver it or post it and then I move on to the next one. Um, I'm trying to be in the future always. I'm trying to stay away of nostalgia and just being just being ahead. Um, but honestly, there is no shortcuts to developing that confidence. I think it it's by volume, you know, just by shooting a lot. And you learn. And it's by interacting with peers from the community. I think you develop more confidence because, you you, you know, you, you talk and if you meet somebody, you know, every week, every new, a new photographer, a new creator every week, I mean, I meet them every day, but let's say every week, you could, you could learn so much from that. And just sometimes when you meet dudes who are like legendary, you know, like people who are like super solid in their work, you're going to pick up some, some habits from them and some ways of talking about their work, you know, learn from them. You're like, Oh yeah. I like how, you know, he showed me these photos and he was talking about them this way. It sounded very good. I'm going to try that next time. So I think you'd be super attentive and picking up things from people. I pick a lot of things from people. I mean, I even say that, um, every month I have a new mentor, but it's, I, mean, I never meet them. You know, I'll just watch a masterclass from, I don't know, Gordon Ramsay, for example. And I'll just listen to the way they talk to the camera. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a good way to do it. You know, I'm just trying to learn from everybody. Um, yeah. So kind of this. piggyback of their confidence. I love this. I think you hit on three really big things. Uh, I'm going to restate them and, and then redefine it a little bit. You talk about volume. And when you say volume, it's, it's a crazy thing that happens when you do something every damn day, yeah. you tend to get better at it. It's just like practice. No it's like it's a ten thousand hour rule. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. you just keep showing up and doing the thing, and then each day it gets a little bit better. I and love some that. people oh, will get better faster. People. Yes, of course. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the things. You know, some people have natural disposition, and some don't. Yeah, um, you know, there definitely is a, a genetic makeup to the thing, but it's, I think. Uh, I think it's something that's still like. Look, I think the like I'll never be LeBron. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, just, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm never going to shoot like Devon. Um, but could I go from being my current schmuck state to maybe like kicking ass on a rec league? Yeah. If I put in the work, I think I could actually, oh, yeah. hey, t- it'd take me a while, but I think I could. Um, and so that maybe even on that note too, I think it's being realistic too. Like we compare ourselves to like the, the subtle art of not giving enough, right? Mark Manson, he talks about how we compare ourselves to the top point, like point yeah, 0.1% impossible. of the people. When like, when we have it so damn good, but we can't see because all we see is that top, top 0.1% at all times. And that's the benchmark bull. Like that's not the benchmark. You don't like, even yeah. if you make a million, it's insane. If you make $400,000, if you make a hundred thousand dollars, you're, you're, you're blowing it. If you make $75,000, you're, you're effing killing it. Yeah, I know. I, it's, it's funny. This society where we, you know, where we suppose we need hundreds of thousands of dollars to live a year. Yes, you don't. You don't need you all don't. that. You absolutely do. Anyway, okay. So let's keep going back to the things you talked about. Not looking in the past. Um, I love this idea of of not looking in the past because the past, like you can't do anything. It's like it's it's your failures or your successes 
look, it doesn't matter. The only thing that matters, Gary Vee talks about this. The only thing that matters is your next at bat. Exactly. The only thing that matters is your next at bat. It doesn't matter if you kicked ass last week. It doesn't matter if you sucked last week. The only thing that matters is what's right in front of you this week. And I think so often we either get too prideful or we get too uh, down on ourselves uh, for something that occurred. So amen to that. And then the last one you talked about, it just goes back to connecting people. It's like, it's osmosis. If you want to become more confident, you better start surrounding yourself with more confident people because it is straight up osmosis, man. Like the people in my life who, uh, like, if you guys think that I've got high energy and that I've got any sense of something, I want you to picture the people that I'm constantly putting myself in front of <laughs> because they got it 10x more than me. You know what I mean? Oh um, I love it, man. Dude, so good. Those three principles alone, Alex, have made... Well, uh, and, and on confidence, um, I'll just say that, you know, the problem with comparing with people, and I think we all do it naturally, uh, but I'll just say that comp- the problem with comparing is that it brings jealousy. And jealousy is really, you know, when you're creating something for, for a living, when you create things for a living, you're going to be comparing p- yourself to others. And, you know, you're going to become jealous eventually. And everybody does, I think. I think it's, it's normal. Um, you just have to develop ways to deal with it. For me, it's about... You know, I look at other people's work and I'm like, whoa, this is great. You know, so for a second, I'm like, damn, this is great. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, oh, actually, you know, I could, I, I'm going to feed off it. I'm like, this guy went all the way here and did this. Well, I use it as fuel for my next project. So kind of turning, kind of like taking that energy and then turning it the other way yep. as fuel for you. Because, well, because what's the alternative? I mean, like, yeah. You'd you know, sit and do nothing and mope and feel bad about it. Like, what's the alternative? It's I, like, I think you have to have a little perspective and think about um, where is this getting you? If if envy and jealousy, like, what is it doing to the person? Nothing. They're just still going to kick ass tomorrow. And, and you're sitting. <laughs> and maybe their life yeah. is not as cool as we imagine it. You know, maybe they have. <laughs> That's true, too. That's their true. problems are bigger than yours, maybe. But, you yeah. know, they probably have yeah, more. And, you know, some people you meet who are super successful are also super depressed, you know, when you meet them and, you know, in certain lights, in more natural lights. So, and there's a good book on that, by the way, uh, it's called Bird by Bird. Uh, that it's about bird writing by bird. Yeah. It's, it's about writing. I don't have the author names in my head, but bird by bird. And it's, a, I'm, I just finished it recently and it's about writing, creative writing. And it yeah. touches on the same points of the jealousy and comparing to others. So it was, it really helped me. I love that bird by bird. We'll, we'll make sure to get that in the show notes cool. for people. I'm going to check that out, Alex. Great recommendation. Um, so let's, I mean, let's, let's talk about this. Let's keep it on this track for a second, because as we've alluded to, um, things get hard. You, you see other people around you and it, it can be like, I'm not going to try to pretend like you and I are Superman. Like when we see people winning, it is hard. Yeah. Like when we, when it, it just is, it's a it choice is. that we have to make. Um, work isn't always great. Running the podcast isn't always fun or easy or beneficial. Oh, man, <laughs> like, there's all this like, editing uh, and yeah, there's a tons to do. Yeah, that's like everything that's going on. You know, like, and so I want to hear from you. What are some of the ways that you that you fill back up your bucket? What are some of the ways that you stay focused on next week instead of getting lost in the past? What are some of the ways that you continually try to to move forward, man? Because it's not always easy. It's hard, and and you don't always win. I know that. Um, so how do you put yourself out of the rubbish? It's, it's the idea is simple. It is hard to execute and I'm, I'm still learning it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sure. it's about having a strategy <laughs> and it sounds simple, but it's like, do you have a strategy for your photography business? <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's not something that everybody has. So 
you can either be kind of in reaction mode, just reacting to whatever happens, like, oh, this email came in, I got to reply to it. And, you know, you end up kind of buried in 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 busy work. I just call it busy work. Mm-hmm. But sure. at the end of each week, I try to sit down on Friday. And I'm like, all right, so what did I do this week? And, you know, am I on track for next week? And then am I on track for next quarter and then next year? So I set up goals for quarters and uh, quarters and in, in, in years. Sure. Where do I want to be next year and in two years with this project and with this? Like with the workshop, you know, I'm like, all right, I know where I want to be in January 2019. I know what's dropping. And I just I just have to build a, a map to get to there because it's not enough to just have the goal like, oh, yeah, in January 2019, we'll do this. Then you need a roadmap. So it's just like you mentioned, Gary Vee, the clouds and dirt. You know, It's like the idea of like, all right, this is the cool thing we're doing in 2019, but this is how we get to it. And you're breaking down in small little points, you know, kind of step by step. What yeah, I use. I get it, just, just every week I catch up with myself on the goals. Yeah. And how I would get awesome. to that. That's awesome. Um, Alex, I want to be your friend and I just want to keep talking to you. Uh, and so <laughs> there, I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> we, should, we should just go meet somewhere, have a yeah, little lunch. Everyone who's listening to this is like, all right, enough of the bromance. Look, Alex, I'm just really grateful for you. It's I, I love the opportunity just to uh, to interview people, to to connect, uh, because because of this, I, I think there's um, there's so many incredible people out there in the world who have so much value to give others, and to be able to bring you on the podcast and and push you out to everyone who's listening, I'm so excited about. You guys need to go check out Alex Stroll's work, um, his workshop, uh, what he's up to. And so on that note, Alex. Where can people find you online? Where can they get more information? Well, um, Ben, thank you so much for making this happen, by the way. Um, I love your energy. This has been such a good good chat. Um, yeah. And yeah, on the workshop, um, so most of my work, you know, it's funny, I'm here giving advice, but my website gets updated very rarely. And that's kind of my little dirty little secret. And I don't update my website enough. <laughs> um, just because... You know, I know people look at it, but I th- I feel like people find me more on social. So I feel like that's sure. that's the phase we live. Yeah, I could run this this photography business without a website. <laughs> so I could just be only on social. But anyways, uh, social is at Alex Stroll. Website is alexstroll.com. and uh, the workshop is at workshop.alexstroll.com. And um, yeah, the work the workshop's got it's five hours long. So you know, <laughs> you make sure you have a bit of a weekend ahead so you can check it out and. And, you know, take it step by step because it can be overwhelming to watch. You know, some people text me and they're like, yeah, I just binge watch your workshop. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> I don't know. If that's, <laughs> I don't know if it's healthy to see so much of me in so little time. But um, <laughs> you know? but I think it's – and people I see in the stats that people get back to it. You know, every couple of weeks people start over. I'm like, oh, this guy's starting over again. You know, I feel like they kind of use it as refreshing and as fuel. It's it's a very mo- motivating tool. From what I hear people, they're motivated by it. So, um we should have a. We should probably have a little little discount for you people or something like that. Just, Dude, just to thank them. Yeah, we'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, we'll, we'll connect after the show. We'll make sure we get um, all the links uh, down in the show notes, and then whatever you know you want to do, I'm sure people would appreciate it. And we'll make sure to get that down in the show notes and um, and dropped in. I'll make it clear as day. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Dude, thank you. Yeah, we should make like a code called. Should we call it bench? SF, call it six how about SF, SFP? Just the, the SFP. SFP. Ooh, yeah, I like it's that. got a good ring. SFP. Let me write it down. All right. SFP for, let's just say 100 bucks off. There you go. Dude, done. SFP, 100 bucks off, you guys. Boom. We did it. 
Alex, thank you so much, man. I, I've oh, taken away so much from this episode. It's um, even as, as we've talked about, like getting getting that energy boost, getting that life uh, when things get hard. Like uh, it's episodes like this, it's conversations like this that help to pull me out. And I'm guessing if you're listening right now, I hope it's a podcast sometimes. And so I, I, I'm I'm so thankful that you're listening for that reason. And actually, I want to invite you guys to like let's not have the conversation end here. Um, I do weekly live videos on Facebook at the Six Figure Photography Facebook page, and I want to invite you guys to come by. Uh, check them out. There's there's over 200 episodes there. Go take a look at the past ones, and I'll see your comments and see if you can catch me live. You can turn on the notifications, and if you do, say hi. I'd love to say hi back and see what's going on in your world and see how I can help you guys out in any way that I can. Alex, thank you again so much for being here, uh, and we will see everybody else. I guess you'll hear me <laughs> yep. uh, on the next episode of SFP. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Thanks Alex. Let's not let the conversation end here. You guys, I wanted to invite you over to YouTube where I have a new playlist to help you guys out. It's called Heart to Heart, H-A-R-T to H-E-A-R-T, Heart to Heart, where each episode, each week, I take a question from the community of photographers from you guys. I randomly draw it out of a cup and I just go off the cuff and try to offer my perspective on that subject. So please hop over to YouTube, Six Figure Photography, take a look at the Heart to Heart playlist, Give it a little like, a subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube, leave some comments on questions that you guys would like answered. Once again, Alex Stroll, thank you for being here. Thanks for hanging out and chatting with me. I can't wait to connect more with you. We will see you guys on the next episode of SFP.